0: You just gotta keep living, man.
1: L-I-V-I-N. Welcome to the Rock Your Life Podcast. Discover the tools you need to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself. From family and wellness to business and goals, it's time to dream out loud. It's time to rock it. This stuff will rock your world. Rock! And now your host, Chasta. Welcome back to another episode of the Rock Your Life podcast. I am Chasta, along with my guest host again this week, producer Sid. How you doing, girlfriend? Pretty good. How about you? Doing great. Uh, Here we are, (laughs) back to talk again about social media. Mm -hmm. We've talked on this podcast. You and I have talked a little bit about it, and then I did a full episode about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But this time, it's a little bit different. This is going to be a different conversation because it's almost part topical discussion part movie review yep which is weird i never thought we would do a movie review on this podcast but <laughs> this this movie is so important and brought up such a real dilemma pun intended, I guess, uh, that I really thought this was a super important conversation for us to have. And I was really hoping that you and I could find time to do this together because, again, I think that the generational perspective and the differences between your generation and mine are really important in this specific conversation. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about a movie called The Social Dilemma on Netflix. It's a documentary-style movie But it does have some acting in it. It's Yeah, I don't know how to describe it. I don't either. (laughs) It's sort of like they weave in a fictional story into this very nonfiction situation. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that that was necessary. How did you feel about that? Yeah, it
0: was kind of funny. I was like, would people know that this was like... (laughs) Like, I couldn't tell if people thought it was part of the documentary or not. Like, the only reason I didn't is because I knew the main actor. actor." (laughs) Me too. Yeah, and so... I don't – and it had a different quality about it. So I was like, oh, maybe they were I, – I don't know enough about movies to know, like, why they did it the way that they did. Yeah. And they didn't talk about it. Like, the people in the documentary who were giving interviews didn't talk reference about – Reference it. Reference like that. Right. So I don't know if
1: it was just kind of them playing it out like almost like a
0: presentation.
1: Yeah, it but. was. I think they did that in order to keep people's attention because when you're talking about social media, when you're going into it, I've read some YouTube comments today that I agreed with and made me laugh out loud <laughs> because people are afraid to to discuss social media because we're all addicted to it and mm-hmm. we don't want to get off of it. And so if somebody's going to bring up something that's glaringly obvious it's a problem in our faces about something that we love and use all the time going into it you're going to be a little suspect mm-hmm. you know because For sure. you're like ah, excuse me like this isn't my life all the time and it's not doing that much harm so I think you're overreacting yeah so I think they did that in order to keep our attention and to really drive the point home of how mm-hmm. these scenarios, how social media really does play out in everyday life. So I understand why they did it. It wasn't my favorite part yeah. of the documentary. But the entire idea of The Social Dilemma is talking about the real-life effects of social media. Now, when I talked about friend or foe, I was really more encouraging you not so much to get off of it completely. But I was really more focused on what's on there for you to curate it. Mm -hmm. Like to make it better for you, to make it more positive for you. Like delete the Mm a-holes, take off the bad stuff, you know, really kind of curate it for what you want to use it for. And I still very much believe in that.
0: And this documentary kind of puts light that you can curate it. You can curate it. If you know the algorithm enough, you can kind of start to have it work in your favor. Exactly. And
1: that's why I think, that's one of many reasons I think this movie, this documentary should be required viewing when I was watching it, I'm taking a global justice class right now and I was
0: like 100%, either this teacher is going to switch one of our weeks and make us, because we have to watch a documentary every week. Oh. So I feel like she's either going to switch a week and make us watch this or it's going to be like a three week long whole section in her next class. Yeah. I know she's going to talk about it like at our Zoom meeting tonight, for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, it kind of needs to be talked about. The interesting thing is this film was released back in January of this year. Yeah. And no one started talking about it until I. I Several weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I watched it a week ago. You watched it over this past weekend. Yeah, I watched it yesterday. Yeah. So all of a sudden, it's number one trending on Netflix, and everyone's talking about it, which is fantastic, because we need to be talking about it. But really, it dives deep into how social media is using us instead of us using it. We all think that, you know, we have on our devices or we have on our computers, we have these apps and that we're using them responsibly, right? You know, that we are connected with the people we want to connect with and we're reading what we want and we put it down and we're fine. And there's always been this sort of conspiracy theory. or We've laughed about it a lot. Mm -hmm. You and I have talked about it a million times because Sydney practically lives with us, especially she's quarantined, quarantined (laughs) with us. Um, She is my assistant, um, our part-time nanny. She does all the things. Again, I'll say it one more time. If I die, everyone make sure Sydney's in charge. Um, But it's it's interesting because you and I have joked about this a a lot where we talk about something that neither of us are looking up on our phones. We're just having a conversation Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you'll see an ad for it or a news story for it or something like that especially you know we have Alexa in our house and yep. you and I have conversations around her all the time I'm like yeah. starting to whisper like, yeah what?
0: yeah I found birthday gifts for you from stuff that we talked about like in your house like I know. it's crazy
1: it's crazy but see we've always laughed about it we're like oh they're listening yeah And we did know that they were listening because Twitter and Facebook, I mean, they actually admitted several years ago that, yeah, there are ways that they can track what you're doing. And we were all like, that's crazy. And then we just sort of let it go. This documentary really dives into the level of which they are storing your data, tracing what you do, using it to really manipulate you. I mean... I'll let you go first. Since you saw it yesterday, you may have a little bit more of a fresher perspective than I. So I'll let you talk about your feelings that came up from this whole concept. Well, what was that
0: one quote where it was like only two products like call their users yes. users? And it was like social media and illicit drugs. And I was that's like, exactly right. that really stuck out to me because I was like, that's true. And like, it yeah, like we are users and it. This documentary it is a drug. It is. It, it's an addiction. And mm-hmm it's kind of funny like when I look at patterns of people I know who have addiction or something or like struggle with mm-hmm. just certain things I'm like yeah like they are addicted to social media it's the same it's thing. another addiction
1: yeah and I really thought I sort of had it under control and I think a lot of people feel that way mm-hmm. you know you and I've talked about it on this podcast a few times like you know I I'm really aware of it when Cody's around because I want to make sure I'm not always staring at my me phone me too I'm definitely yeah you're yeah. fantastic when Cody's around you don't ever have your phone with you but um, and if we do it's usually because we're like filming him or taking pictures of his wackadoo craziness. But, um, you know, so I I thought it was like, all right, I'm good. But I would micro check it. I call it like micro looking, Mm -hmm. you know, like when you get a notification, you just pick it up really fast and you look at it. Or maybe you open it up and somebody tagged you in something. And so you see what it is. You don't even comment yet. You don't even like it. You just like briefly look. But it's amazing when you go into the time tracker, on your phone, iPhones do that. I assume other phones do that. And it shows how much time you're spending every day on social media. Those micro checks and that five minutes here and 10 minutes here, whatever, that adds up. Mm -hmm. Like it's not super often that I just sit and scroll. And I know you're the same way. Like we don't scroll forever. Um, But we do check pretty often. And I was shocked at my addiction that I didn't really want to admit, mm-hmm. you 100%. know, you' yeah. saying yeah, and again, we we've had this conversation, we feel like we had it under control. Um, but it scared me so much that I took a solid five day break. Like I mean, like, took the apps off the front page, put them in a folder. And and I still have them there so I saw it last weekend and I lasted till Wednesday
0: okay and so it and that like, was in the documentary too like yeah the you know week long trying to go five days and right. getting Which a notification like yeah yeah
1: like five days sounds like nothing right yeah. you're like oh it's five days it's no big deal have you taken a break from social at all like prior to this
0: um not real like same thing where it's like not really having not a problem real. but I right. mean like yeah I mean I feel like I get in like times where i just won't check one for a while or like don't really care about yeah, one yeah. but i feel like i haven't taken like a solid break like being like i'm not going to be I'm on not gonna this one for however long
1: yeah so i did all of them but twitter and i hate twitter but twitter is actually mandatory for my work because oh, okay. i follow all of the police departments all the fire departments i have to do that in order to you know report the news mm-hmm. in the morning but i don't follow anyone like yeah. crazy on twitter so it's literally work so that was no problem i would only be on that when i was reporting in the morning. Other than that, I jumped off all of it. And it was shocking, (laughs) Sid. It was shocking to me how many times my arm reached out Mm -hmm. that I didn't realize or want it to or think that it was about to. And it was just habit. It's just those micro checks of like just when you have 10 seconds... You grab your phone. Yeah, you know, like Jay and I would like be watching TV, and he would go like get more water. And when he leaves, I pause, right? And then immediately I go to my phone, even if it's like thirty seconds. Like, holy yeah, crap!
0: I do actually remember one day in high school, I accidentally left my phone in the fridge when I was leaving to go to school. So I didn't have it for like the whole day. I remember like just being in class, like we'd have a break or something, and I'd like go to check, and I was like, oh, I don't even have it on me. Yeah, and I'm like still going to but check. Your arm it. is yeah. still
1: doing that. Yeah, it's like that's when you. Know you've got a problem yeah that's when you know like you're you're doing something you're so used to and accustomed to checking this that it really is a huge addiction it's a huge habit it's part of your everyday every existence life why is that a problem i mean you, you, it's easy to think that it's not. But when you think about this, is this is one of the quotes from the film that really got me. He was talking about like when you're scrolling on Instagram or you're scrolling on Pinterest and they grab your data, like that doesn't feel like it's that big of a deal because, you know, it's one person and you're not looking at anything crazy and no big deal. But you times that by a few billion people that are on social media and a few billion people's data and what they have on the whole world and how they use it. That's when it's terrifying mm-hmm. and how they I don't want to ruin the film for you, but how they they take the idea of the algorithm. OK, and they humanize it. They make like a, they make it be a guy who's sort of like turning knobs to try to get you back to your phone. Because in the movie, the, the kids take a break. They're challenged from their mom to take a break from social media. And so it's been like three or four days. And then this algorithm, who is played by an actual guy. Obviously, the algorithm is artificial intelligence. It's not a real person. But in the movie, it's a real person. And But it really does drive it home. It's like, wow, that's amazing that it's smart enough to know, like, Chasta hasn't been on her phone for four days. How can we draw her back in? Here's the creepy part. When... We turned off this movie. Jay and I looked at each other and I had tears in my eyes. It freaked me out so hardcore. I was like, holy crap. And Jay said he was like, We need to take a break. I'm like, you're right. So he and I agreed to a break that week. I realized after about 17 hours of not being on it, my phone started doing what the movie would told me that it would.
0: Yeah, like I wanted to try it just for that. It's like I wanted to see what I should have yeah. taken screenshots yeah.
1: because it will start it will start sending you things you don't ever see. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, for instance, I used to have a podcast called The Candu Divas. I never check those pages anymore because the podcast isn't active. Candy Divas isn't currently active. So I never look at them. It started sending me things from my Candu Diva accounts because I That's think it crazy. thought like, oh, she never sees this. This is fresh and new. We'll send her notifications for that. How weird is that? That's really crazy. So, the exact things it started to say in the documentary, it will pull you back in. And these are the tax- tactics that the algorithm will use. It started happening. The algorithm, this was tell me how creepy you thought this was. The people, the most important part for you to understand about the documentary is the people who are talking about this are the people who were in the beginning creating these social media apps. Facebook, Twitter, I think the guy from Pinterest, Pinterest yeah, right. Uh, these Google are like Drive, Google like Drive. email, yeah, yeah, Gmail. The Gmail yeah. guy was interesting too, yeah. um, because this isn't just Facebook, Twitter, and you know Instagram. This is goes into a lot of them, and even your email accounts. Email addiction got brought up, which yeah. is interesting too. Um, so that was the important part because these people created the monster, and now they have left not entirely the tech world, mm-hmm. but they've left these companies on moral ground. And said, look, th- we've created a monster and now we've left because no one's trying to stop it. Mm-hmm. We've acknowledged that it's a problem, but now nobody's doing anything about it. And they they basically said, and correct me if I'm wrong, because again, you saw this yesterday. They basically said, like, we're all concerned about robots taking over. We see movies. We're like, oh, robots are going to come kill us. They're like, artificial intelligence has taken over. It's in your phone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's basically what they said. Yeah. The, and
0: they're even if you don't have a phone, like, it's still affecting you. Or, like, it's just a whole yeah. thing now. Yeah. Or he said, like, how can you get out of The Matrix if you don't know you're in The Matrix? Exactly. And it was, like, pretty much that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. Is The Matrix too old of a film for your And I generation? watched. Okay.
0: I, yeah, I, th- I think a lot of people know The Matrix. I mean- yeah, I think so. <laughs>
1: right. But it, it is that movie. It yeah. is The Matrix. Um. And it's amazing, like, the manipulation. And it all comes down to money. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is all about money. And... Even those, like even microseconds, how they're keeping you on social media is well thought out. I'll give you an example. Like on Instagram, when you're on DM, you know, if you type to somebody, you see the three ellipses, the three little dots. Even just that micro detail is thought out from these creators. Because if you see somebody's typing, then you're going to sit there and wait. Mm -hmm. You know, because you want it's just like on text messages. Same thing. If you see somebody's about to type back, you'll sit there and wait on their response. And just those 10, 20 extra seconds add up to your time on social, add up to more advertising dollars. And basically, there's a price on all of our heads. Mm -hmm. It's disgusting. Yeah. And then they start using the data of what you click on, how long you're on it. Did you watch the whole video? Did you listen to the whole audio? How long did you look on that picture? Did you zoom into that picture? Did you
0: click on recommended? Yes. Like, yeah. Every, did you click on links? Or... Yeah.
1: Every tiny detail is is not just saved because a lot of people go, okay, so it's it's saved. They have my data. Well, I don't have anything to hide. I've said that before myself. I don't have anything to hide. I don't care if they have my data. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> but what the problem is, is then they take that data and they use it to manipula- manipulate your behavior, you know, and they try to keep you in, pulled in, stay on the device as long as they can so they can sell the advertising, but then also sell you products. Mm-hmm. And then what's worse is when it got into the political thing. Yeah. That's scary. <laughs> the
0: part that freaked me out, too, was like the when he was talking to like that the in the part where it was like the dramatization uh-huh. where he was talking about like the girl he liked yeah. and they sent notifications. I was like, how many friendships are just like, from the algorithm, like, you know what I mean? Like just sending like, I don't even know. Cause it's like, I don't, for me on Instagram, it'll be like people you might want to follow. And I'm like, how many of those people were they like, oh, you guys have something in common or
1: you've looked up the same thing. I was like, this is crazy. It's mind manipulation because that was one of the things when he took a three or four day break, one of the things that the algorithm knew would get him back on Instagram was to give him a notification of his ex-girlfriend. The fact that the algorithm can know who your ex was and that that would be something that would inspire you to pick up your phone again if that doesn't scare you to the core that was insane i I can't understand oh my god i mean it is that just shows the power of this artificial intelligence and the fact that artificial intelligence gets smarter on its own yeah over time.
0: And then back, to, like, with that, but also the political thing. Yeah. Was when the people were talking who are from these companies, they're, like, they don't know. The, the algorithm doesn't know the truth. Right. Like, they just want to make as much money as possible as quickly as possible and get you sucked in constantly. Yes. And so they don't know, like, what they're doing Mm -hmm. and so they don't know if they're telling you the right information or the wrong information
1: and it doesn't care because it's a robot it
0: it won't like they can't make they can't change it it's done that was the scary
1: part I mean that's look at my eyes covered in chills that was really the scary part for me when they said look we created the beast and we can't we can't stop it Like it's artificial intelligence. So now it goes. And unless somebody goes in and completely rewrites it, completely overrides it, completely changes the game from the inside out, which apparently no one is willing to do. Mm -hmm. Because these people had to walk away from their businesses, walk away from their industries and really take a leap. You yeah, know, that
0: one guy seemed freaked out. Like, he was like, I oh, talked to so many lawyers before coming on this. Like Oh, I can't yeah. imagine
1: the amount of, like, NDAs that they probably signed that yeah. I guess now have expired. Um, but how scary it would be to go, all right, I'm going to do a tell-all. I'm going to sit in front of this camera, and I'm going to tell all the secrets of an entire industry that also knows everything about me. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. You know, I mean, like that's something that would be in scary movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, like truly, I'm not joking. I'm not being dramatic. This movie scared me as much as like a horror film. Like <laughs> yeah. I, when I was done, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, this just got <laughs> super real, super fast. So the political part I want to touch on, and we're not going to talk politics and, you know, in specifics, but what I thought was so powerful and it, it almost brought me to tears because he was so right was how much this is adding to the division in. In not just our country, but in the world. Because the political game on social is not just happening here. It's actually in Malaysia. They yeah. talked about the extremities of it. Uh, but specifically here. So you and I were talking about curating our social media. And only looking at what we want. Which is a good thing when it comes to how it affects you on the daily. However, if you start only looking at what you're interested in. And you only have that feeding into your brain. Then you you lose perspective of what else is happening in the world you create this bubble and then when you look outside your bubble for one split second and somebody says something completely opposite you go how in the world could they think or feel that way it's so obvious it's everywhere Mm -hmm. but the problem is it's not everywhere because on their social feed they're seeing their curated opposite of you right? So they then can't see how you could feel the way that you do. So you've got this really hard line in the sand between one side and the other side. And it's just like watching all Fox News or watching all MSNBC, okay? Like Fox News is obviously right. MSNBC is obviously left. I was watching MSNBC for the longest time. And then I was like, I checked myself. I was like, you know what? I'm only seeing one version of everything. I'm going to try my heart is to go outside of the far right, far left and just try to find what's true. And you do have to, you have a personal responsibility of finding what's true. And it took a lot of digging (laughs) and I'm a journalist. You know what I mean? But it's the truth. You have, you have a personal responsibility to dig in a little bit and find what's true, but it's helpful if you do, you do see both sides and on social media, you won't Mm -mm. because that algorithm sees what you watch, what you click on, what you care about and will only feed you that mm-hmm. did that part you freak you out yeah
0: and then it's like then there's this social game of who you're following and who you aren't so it's like you can't even follow the people you disagree with because then the people who follow you are like why are you following them and you should so, be canceled exactly. for following that person and so it's like you can't even follow. like let's say you know you're you love Uh, Yeah. You can't follow Fox News because then all your CNN friends are like, why are you following Fox (laughs) News? But then you're like, but I want to see what Fox News says, too. Right. To try and find some sort of middle. And that's what they were talking about, too. Just like how hard it is to find what's true.
1: Exactly. The fake news thing. I mean, Trump is sort of the one that um, named fake news. But In a lot of cases, it's true. Like There is a lot of fake news out there. The problem is, is people pin fake news on actual news sources like a CNN, like a Fox News, like an MSNBC. Those might be biased news, but they're not gonna be fake fake news. Mm -hmm. Those companies have been around forever. They're vetted companies. Those people are real journalists. They're definitely on some of those stations. And here I am getting defensive because I'm a journalist. On some of those stations, they're going to definitely have their swing on things, which is not cool, but it's not totally fake. The problem with social media is you'll get people tons by the thousands and thousands that will pass along something that is a headline from Uncle Bob's blog, Mm -hmm. and they'll pretend or think or be convinced that it's news. I saw somebody who was convinced the other day that Disneyland was moving to Texas (laughs) over COVID, (laughs) and I wanted to laugh until I started reading the comments. Mm -hmm. People, no one but me, clicked on the actual website to see what the website was. No one used common sense to go, how many billions of dollars would that cost Disney? to move to Texas? What would their motivation? I know. What would their motivation be? How much would that cost? How ridiculous is that? What website is feeding me this information? No one cared about the facts. They saw a crazy headline. They love Disney. They were devastated. And it shared like wildfire on my Facebook social feed. And I was like, holy crap. And that's about something as minor as entertainment. Yeah. Think about the things that are flying around around COVID Mm -hmm. or any other serious topic Mm -hmm. politically. I mean, we're headed into an a high sensitivity. I mean, politics is always high sensitivity, but even more so right now. Yeah. So you've got all of these things flying around and social media is just feeding it. It's like it's it's feeding gasoline to a fire. It's terrifying to me. Yeah. So we obviously don't have the answer because this is a really complicated <laughs> conversation. But two things. Number one, as your generation, so you're 19 and a half, um, <laughs> it counts. It counts. What does your generation think about it? What do you, speaking on behalf, the knowledge that you have from your social habits and your friends' social habits, what do you think about overall the dilemma itself? And what do you think that could be done about it?
0: I think, like, one part that stuck out to me was, like, the rates of, like, people going to the hospital or, like, suicide rates. And I was, like, yeah, I've kind of seen that firsthand. Like, that was really crazy to me because it's, like, I kind of felt like once social like i didn't get social media till a little while after my friends Mm -hmm. and i'm like happy about that now because i feel like i'm not as connected to it as they are even though i've still had it for a while
1: for reference point when did you get social media so
0: i got an instagram in the last half of eighth grade so i would have been like 13. okay and then i got snapchat i think when i was like 14 maybe 15.
1: early teen years and so that was
0: a little bit later than most of my friends and like I didn't get a phone until seventh grade mm-hmm. like the middle of seventh grade and like I was telling you, I only had Pinterest so I was like yeah. I wasn't really connected to anyone <laughs> right. but um yeah but when a I, huge
1: time suck I yeah will say. but Pinterest
0: is. when I saw like those rates and everything it really stuck out to me because I remember like talking to my mom especially and like other adults like was this how it was when you guys were kids like was everyone just like depressed and stuff and they were like no No. like like I mean people didn't talk about it the way that they do now but they were like not like this like this is like pretty crazy Mm -hmm. and so I think it's like now that it's an addiction it's finding a way to remove yourself from that and especially the people who are really struggling with it or like do really depend on the likes or you know posting a lot and getting a response because it is it's that high of it and like the guy was saying like we created the like button just to spread positivity and now it's become something that people are like oh my gosh like how am I going to get that next like?
1: I'm so glad you brought that part up because I had forgotten about that part where he said like they, they went into social media in general with good intention. You know, it was yeah. like, OK, this is the like button was to spread positivity and connect people and all these things. Never dreaming what would end up happening with Facebook and how it would divide us and not just Facebook, but all of them. Um, that was really very shocking. Um, but going back to what you were talking about with your generation, and it's not just your generation, but specifically with the the societal need for that like, that approval, that comment, that attention um, because they focus on your generation a lot because you're really the ones that have had social media through the biggest chunk of your life. Right? So I've only had it as an adult. Mm-hmm. I didn't have it at that crucial teen year. So you guys are really the focus. You're almost a scientific experiment, yeah, totally. I mean, really, You know, mm-hmm. we're seeing the effects of what it has had on your generation. Um, and the effects are depression and suicide because even if you become a influencer or whatever, it's it's so impermanent.
0: They were even saying, like, social media has had an effect on people getting their driver's license or not. And, I remember that. And, and I was like, that's true. Like, I, I'm one of the youngest people in my grade, and... I think it was, like, me and three other people, like, got our driver's license when we were 16. Like, that I knew of.
1: That's amazing yeah. to me. Because I could not wait for the second yeah. that I turned 16. No, same.
0: I had to get it. Like, I literally got my permit on my 15th and a half. Yeah. And I got my license on my 16th birthday.
1: Me too. But- and
0: people were like, what? Like, you're getting your license? Like, why are you so ready to do I was like... <laughs>
1: this is normal. I mean, like, right. It's normal <laughs> like, human yeah. behavior. Yeah. But it's true. I mean, so many other kids that I know, um, were the same way. They didn't, they weren't motivated to get it because they were, they were cool. They had social media. They stayed at home. They tick Well, at that time it was Snapchat, <laughs> Snapchat at each other and all that stuff. And it, even if they were in the same room, you know, they would still like Snapchat each (laughs) other. And again, I don't want to pretend that I'm above this. I am just as addicted to these things as anyone else. Like I, I'm not on, you know, the TikTok or the Snapchats. (laughs) I used to be on Snapchat, but I got rid of that. But I am on Instagram. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's my feed. And I can get lost in Instagram stories very quickly. Yeah. Even if it's full of beautiful, wonderful things. Problem is, is if it's taking away from the beautiful, wonderful things that are actually real, and having it in my life, then it's not okay. Yeah. You know, even if they're micro moments. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like we have started implementing, you know, like social media free Sunday. Like since mm-hmm. the, it's like, that's a new thing. Put the phone down. I think I was on my phone a total of 56 minutes all day yesterday. That included a phone call with my mom that was 45 minutes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a check and email. I mean, that was really, that was it. Um, so with that being said, what do you think about, What if it, let's just play out a scenario that it went completely away. What do you think the meltdown would be? Do you think there would be a meltdown?
0: I think there would. And I think it's just the anxiety of people. Like Mm -hmm. there is something just about like having your phone or just being, yeah, or yeah. I don't like, maybe if no one had it, it would take a little while for people to get over it but then it would be like oh I'm not missing out FOMO is like such a big thing yeah like I feel like and I think that's why like social media because like no one wants to miss out on it and so I think that's a big thing so maybe if it did just go away people would be like
1: okay yeah eventually yeah FOMO is funny it's funny you bring that up too because when I went on that five-day purge I'll call it the purge I noticed number one I felt like there was a world that exists that I wasn't peeking into anymore because people post their whole lives yeah. on social and I wasn't seeing it. And then twice I had friends reference, like, hey, did you miss my post?
0: Yeah, I had to update you when I came home. Totally.
1: You I was did. like updating you on everything. That's exactly yeah. right. You know, you, yeah. when you would come to the house, you'd be like, yeah, here's this and that <laughs> and the other thing. And I even had you go post on mine because that brings up another point. We've become dependent on it in certain ways. And this is my example. Because I am in a creative industry, I have come to rely on it for marketing purposes. I connect with my listeners. And my Soundwaves TV viewers through social media, uh, because it's a really easy way to get the word out. Mm-hmm. That's just the truth. Twitter found its voice in news reporting because it was so fast. Yep, because you can't print a paper that fast. You can't get a you know an AP wire going that fast and get it on the news fa- that fast. You, you it's on Twitter in seconds. That's why going back to I said that I follow on Twitter all these police departments and fire departments, Twitter found its voice there. And I think that's a positive thing. That's yep. one of the positives. But for everything else, it's, it's, you don't need to know it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's too fast. It's too, yeah. it's overload. It's what it becomes white noise. Yeah. But I don't like the fact that I feel like I need it because when it came it was like, it was the weekend that I saw and then I got to Wednesday and you were here and I was like, okay, my podcast last, the last episode of my podcast was coming out and I'm like, well, how do I tell people? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? People who are already subscribed to this podcast would know that a new podcast was out, but I wanted, I had a guest on and I wanted to respect her time with mm-hmm. me and, and tell people, hey, I did this really cool interview with a girl. I'd love for you to hear it. And I would feel like a jerk if I didn't tell anyone because yeah. then she I don't want her to feel like she wasted her time with me. So I felt like I had to go on social. You and I had the conversation. Mm-hmm. I was like, so I cheated. <laughs> and I had you go on my social because you have all my passwords. Yeah. And I was like, well, Sid can go on my Instagram and post so it will be out there and I won't be on it. Um, But that just shows how dependent mm-hmm. we are. You know, and maybe that's just my frame of reference because I am in entertainment. My husband yeah. is in entertainment, so he feels a need to post about his band and all that stuff for the same way. But maybe that's my bubble. It's like,
0: hard because it's such a push. It's so cool to be connected with people. Yeah. And then it's just not. It, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, so well like, said, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the hard part. It's like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, like, I do just want to like delete everything. And then I'm like, wait, but I do still want to like follow five people. T- right. But like. Can I just follow five people? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? So it's just kind of hard. It's like such a push and pull or just being like, am I still going to be connected with this? Like people who I went to middle middle school with and like still love, but haven't talked to since then. Like I want to follow their life and see what they're doing. But then I'm like, do I need to? Or is this just kind of like a... Because it's normal now. Because it's there. Yeah. And
1: because it's always been there for you. And that was the start of social. That was what all got us hooked. Because it was like, all right, I want to be friends with these high school and college people that I would never pick up a phone and call. But I'd like to see their kids and their vacation photos. And sure, let's connect. That's how it all started. And then the beast just completely got out of control. So what's the answer? I don't know. Yeah. I I really apologize if you came here thinking we were going (laughs) to give you any answers. Because we're just talking this out in real time. Because it's such a huge um, undertaking and it's such a complicated onion style topic you know every layer you pull back there's like another issue yeah. but I think for me I'm trying to figure out self-regulation mm-hmm. you know and what that looks like or you know Jay and I've gone back and forth multiple times about what that would be like is it social media um, less Sunday no social media Sunday or is it I only check social media while I'm on the air you know, and I'm in my studio alone, I'm not missing any moments with anyone else. My humans that I love, all you guys, like all those moments are still sacred. Or do I only check it like Tuesday and Thursday? You yeah. know, like what? What? Yeah. This? I don't know. Yeah. And then it's like, hard.
0: I feel like I have that issue a lot with like taking pictures and stuff. Like, I don't want to be the person that's always pulling out my phone. Totally. But then it's just like, there's some moments with Cody where I'm like, I need to have this. Like, it's so awesome to remember those moments. But then I'm like, I don't want to just like have a phone in his face. I know. But then I'm also like, he's going to love this when he's old. Like, he's going to think this is so cute. <laughs> totally. Like, you know what I mean? And so, because totally. then it's hard because I feel like now I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I wish my parents had a phone when I was a kid for all these like random funny videos that like I have of my little cousins and stuff. Exactly. So how hard. many of those
1: of Cody do we have? And how often do you and I find ourselves like, oh my God, oh, look yeah. at this memory that just popped up? Or like the
0: three years ago today on my Snapchat. I'm like, yes. come on, yeah. baby Cody. Baby Cody. <laughs> I need a day with baby Cody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I try to separate those moments in my mind when he's doing something funny and I do put a camera in his face. I'm like, okay, that to me is like equivalent of my mom putting like a one hour photo yeah. camera in my face. All right, that's fine. Those moments are fine. But one of the moments, this is such a simple sentence, but it's so true. One of the moments that really struck me during my purge is I was outside on the front porch with Cody and our roses came back and I bent over to smell them. And my first inclination was that I wanted to take a picture to post, not a picture to have. I'll never look back at a picture of a rose, but I felt the need to post a picture of that rose because it was beautiful. And I thought, here is the difference between enjoying the rose for myself or posting it for others to look at and think Mm -hmm. it's beautiful and I chose because I was purging I was like no this is my moment with my son nobody else needs this no one actually gives a shit about this road why you know what I, yeah, mean? I mean, but for yeah, real, yeah we do these
0: and we talk about that so much where we're I like have to justify posting things I'm like does <laughs> anyone care
1: <Right. laughs> I'm like for
0: real like am I just posting this to get a response or like why am I posting this
1: and those are good yeah. tools to have yeah that's a really good question to ask yourself what is my motivation here is it to connect with humans? Is it to put positivity out? What is it for? And I bring up the positivity point because my mama, so my mama and I, who you've heard on this podcast, had a very come to Jesus moment about this. And she listened to me. She has not seen the movie. But I was so terrified about this movie that for the next three to four days, everyone I loved, including poor Sid, I roped her <laughs> into it. Sid, and I called Gianna my best friend. I told my mom. I told Dennis. Like I told everyone that I'm super close with that like, listen you need to watch this because it scared the crap out of me and so my mom heard me out she listened to me for 45 minutes ran about how scared I was about this <laughs> and how much it was taking over our entire society and that at the bottom end point here what scared me the most about the movie is they talked about civil war mm-hmm. and about how far we're going to have that road between us that we can't come back to one another and that they're afraid that civil war is at the end of this that's the part that scared me but my mom listened And then the next day she texted me and it was so sugary sweet because she's my sweet mama. But she was like, Chasta, I think again, these are my mom's words, not mine. I just want to make that clear because if it were me talking about myself, you would puke. And so would I, but she was like, Chasta, I think that you put out positivity in the world and that if you get off social media and you don't add to the positive side of it, then you're only doing it a disservice. Mm -hmm. And I understand what she's saying. It's like if everyone who's positive, Pops off a social. Then it becomes an even darker vortex. Yeah. Because I don't think, we discussed earlier, I don't think it's going to go away entirely. Yeah. I think the genie is out of the bottle. You know, Mm -hmm. when we've all come to accept a life of social media Mm -hmm. and we all do have things about it that we enjoy and I don't think it's going to completely go away. So how do you make it good? Well, you try to share light and love and positivity and the same exact stuff that I preach on this podcast you know, I often post about, I'm very rarely fully negative. I can't really, I don't have an example in my head of where I just went on and bitched about something on Facebook. I might have years ago when I talked about politics more than I do now, because I do not have the energy for it anymore. But would you agree that that's sort of a way to combat the issue is just, Number one, thinking about the why am I posting this? What yeah. am I getting out of it? But also the positivity part.
0: Yeah, I think that. And then just like making that shorter time frame, like just mm-hmm. shorter blips of mm-hmm. putting positivity, like reducing screen time yeah. or stuff like that. And maybe like for the next generation – Maybe my generation will decide, you know, not to let our kids have social media, like even if it keeps blowing up or whatever. That was like another part where a lot of the people were saying who are in the industry, they're like, none of our kids have social media. Like, why don't you guys notice that? Like, (laughs) right. Like our kids are not allowed to have social media. They're the people who
1: create it and they don't allow their children on it. That should tell you that should be a huge red flag. And to tell us everything we need to know. If they know the dangers of it and they don't allow it to come into their homes with their children's eyes, maybe we should take a cue from that. Yeah. So I think the answer is, is a tricky one. But I think we're pointing towards a, a general idea of, you know, self-restriction, self-awareness, which, again, is such a theme of this podcast. Looking at your habits, looking at how it affects you, and being honest with yourself. Because there are people close to me in my life that will swear to you they don't have an issue with it. Swear to you. I only, oh, I only check it here and there. And then they look at their time add up on their phone and it's like six hours a day on social media. And you're like, hello, <laughs> <Yeah>. hello. <"Holler." laughs> so you, gotta, you just got to face it. It's just like anything else. It's like a drinking problem or a gambling problem or anything else. It can be a problem. And then once you admit it, you go, all right. So I can still have this in some way in my life how am I going to restrict that? I'm still working out mine. I know that, you know, you're not a huge social media person anyways. And I think if it went away tomorrow, you wouldn't really care, (laughs) which is good. But I think, yeah, it's just maybe coming up with a, social media schedule mm-hmm. um and finding different ways to restrict yourself and then when you're on it curate it to be the good but do go ahead and look at the other side yeah you know uh, not just with social media but on news check out what the other side is saying try to find some way to maybe not agree because you're not gonna agree but understand the, the their why and the place that they're coming from at least yep I know that's a huge ass. That's like curing society. I know. <laughs> I know that's a big ass, but just just try. Cuz there's a lot of people in my life that I don't understand, but if we can at least just try to give them grace and see where they're coming from on social and in real life, I think we're headed towards a really good path and keeping totally. that positivity coming. So, there you go. There is our informal review of the social dilemma. I probably should have said in the very beginning, we are not experts. We are not movie critics. Uh, we are not psychologists. Um, and all of those things you kind of need to have in your toolbox uh, to take on this movie. But it's worth watching. I would say it's kind of a must see. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I'll be really interested to see if your teacher yeah focuses on this. I hope she does. Yeah. Because I would love to Hear what your peers in your class have to say about it, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I think, you know, everybody's going to have uh, a different opinion, and also they're going to some people are going to be like oh it's a conspiracy you're going yeah. down the rabbit hole you know there's that so if you want to share your thoughts if you've seen it and you want to let us know what you think you can always hit us up on email chasta at gmail.com anytime you send an email there you get Sid and myself we are both on there we both run that email um, if you want to follow me <laughs> it feels weird to say if you want to follow me I'll put on my Instagram because that's where I live the most at chastalyn c-h-a-s-t-a-l-y-n-n what would you like to promote my Instagram is at Sydney there you go easy peasy i'm looking at my notes i think we got everything (laughs) uh but yeah one more time chastonair at gmail.com thank you so much for listening we love you we love this community this community is never about numbers and about all of that bull crap that social media it's not about likes and listens and all that stuff. It's about community. And, you know, the right people we feel like will find this podcast, the people that should be here, the people that take it seriously, and the people that connect with us. Thank you so much for the reviews. I got a couple new reviews and some rates and that just totally makes my heart sing because (laughs) it makes me feel like Sid and I are doing the right thing. You know, we launched this podcast in a really weird time. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But we're all in and we're super happy to be here for you. So thank you so much for listening. Subscribe, rate and review for bonus points and we love you. And until next week, Remember, rock your life.